Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Philippians 3 and 12, we're going to look at it in the Passion, and it says this, I admit that I haven't yet acquired. We've been in this series because how many of you are going to press for a prize? You're pressing in life. You're pressing for destiny. You're pressing for greatness. You're important in the kingdom. And one of the things I want you to know, it says, I admit that I haven't yet acquired the fullness of what I've been pursuing. So nobody's arrived. I'm running with passion to reach this purpose that is given to me in Jesus. And he wants me to, he's called me for it, but he also wants me to discover it. See, God wants you, God wants you to fulfill your destiny. Why am I here? Now, here's what I'm going to tell you. I was telling more. There's only one of you in the earth. You're so important. Stop thinking you're not important. God don't make mistakes. We need you. I don't, know, I don't know what you're called to do, but whatever you're called to do, it's bigger than you think. Somebody says, well, Pastor Chris, that's big preaching. No, preaching ain't big. This ain't big. We're a team. You, you're, you're, whatever it is you got to do is big, man. It's kingdom big. And you got to run your race because if you don't run your race, something in this body doesn't work right. We need you to take your spot with everything you got and run after this thing. Because you, you reach more people than I'll reach. I preach to you, but if you don't take what I give you and run, we're just going to be talking to one another the rest of our lives. That ain't what God wants. You're important. Look what he says here. He says what? He said, I don't depend on my own strength. You, nobody could do this in their own strength. It's impossible, man. You ever feel like you can't do it? That's when God's ability kicks in. I can't do it. I don't know how. See, the reason why God picks you and me and our insufficiency is because he gets the glory. You get it? Because if you had it all together and you could do it, you might just take the credit for it. When you face something like, I can't do this, he's like, good, you're qualified. Because you know you can't do this without me. And you lean on me to get it done, and God gets all the glory. So when you're facing stuff that looks like, I can't do it, you just qualified yourself as what? The number one recipient to pull it off. Come on, somebody. You see what I'm saying? And it's true. And people say, well, that's just preacher hype. You know, you just, you preacher hype. No, I'm not. Read the Bible. The Bible's not hype. Look what it says. Pop that up there, please. I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this, discovering my purpose thing or running my race or finishing my course. I need God. Okay. What? But I got one compelling focus. Now, focus is a really cool word because it's hard to focus. Amen. Focus isn't easy, man. Amen. And the day, you know, I was kidding. You know, in the morning service, I said, man, we got the attention span of three seconds now, I think. Some advertising person in this room will tell you how long it is, but it is, it, is that, it is that short. Because information is coming at us at this generation so fast, it's like, you're like, it's like you got a three, you, I, think it's, I think I'm close. Somebody can give me a stat that's close. You can Google it. Three seconds, four seconds, and then you're on to the next thing. Yep. It's come, these kids, I'm, we didn't have none of this stuff. Like, that's what happened. Like, sports now and all this stuff is insane. 
It took time. Man, you could do something. At, and right now, in Instagram, you go live, they got it live, man. There's no wait for it. It's here. It's crazy what we're living in. It happens around the world, and we know in a second because everybody everybody's connected. We're linked. You see what I'm saying? So your attention span is three, four seconds. And if you don't keep focus, you're going to get out of focus, and it's going to be harder to run the race because that's what I want to talk to you about. How am I going to step into a future when all I see is my past? Man, you got to break through the barrier of the past, man. It messes you up if you're not careful. Apostle Paul's telling us how to get to your future. Look what he says right here. I love this part, right? He says, I'm not, I do not, I do not have one thing, man. I'm trying to get this thing off my back. I, however, I do have one compelling focus. What do you do? I forget the past and I fasten my heart to the future instead. And that's what I want to talk to you today. How in the world do I fasten my heart to a future I never seen before? I never even been here. How do I fasten my heart to something I've never even achieved? I've never seen, maybe. I don't know. You ever have somebody ask you something? Like, hey, I never did it, so I don't know what to experience. And if I don't know what to experience, how in the world do I know what to do or act when I get there? That ain't easy, man. That's where faith kicks in. We walk by faith and not by sight. That ain't easy. Is it going to be there? It's there. You got to trust that it's there even when you don't see it. So I want to give you some practical tools to help you get there because Jesus said this. Remember I told you? The, your windshield's a whole lot wider than your rearview mirrors. And everybody's like driving a car. Trust me. They're telling you right then and there. Why is the windshield so big and the rearview mirrors are so small? Because it isn't really that dangerous what's behind you as much as what's in front of you. Come on, start using that focus to be like, man, my windshield's so bright. Come on, man, break those mirrors off and stop looking back. You can't do nothing about the past. You can't change the past. You can't rewrite the past. You don't need to carry that regret of the past. Mistakes, good, bad, indifferent, bury the past. Go there and say, that's it. I am done. Because what it tries to do is come out of the past, come into your future, and rob you of time. Come on, I'm telling you, man, most people live in regret and pain of the past, past mistakes, past problems, past this, past that, blah, 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 blah. I don't know what it is. Forget about it. Bury it. Get rid of it. And let's move on. And that's what's going to happen. Now, watch this now. You've got to start changing. If you're going to step into this future success, you got to start thinking different. you got to start doing different. And you got to start responding different. Here's the one thing you got to do. Look what it says in 1 Corinthians 9, 24. You got to run straight and not get distracted. Write that down. Write that down. Run straight. That's what he told you. He said, run straight. Run straight and don't get distracted. Have you ever, you ever, you ever see like, you ever run somewhere? You ever just, run, some of you like, I ain't even walking right. But all right, come on. Have you ever seen anybody run after some? They don't run all zigzag. Why? It takes too much time. You got to run straight. Come on. You got to get rid of, what's it mean to run straight? Get rid of distractions. Write that down. We are so distracted. We are so distracted. Each and every one. Are you not? Come on, man. Have you ever done this? Like the other day I was doing something. I was really getting going, 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 going. Have, have you ever gone on like Instagram and woke up like an hour and a half later and go, where did time go? Yeah. So, y'all lying in the house of the Lord. Come on, you know what I'm saying? Have you ever done that? You know, and you wake up a half hour later like, hey, man, where'd I go? You like disappeared out of everything because you got distracted. Yep. Don't stop lying, man. It's okay. We all do it. Come on, right? 
How, how many, you know, we're getting ready for fantasy football. You know, you guys are setting your list. How many brain warped and spent too much time? Like, man, I got to win this thing one of these years. You know, right? You're like, I got to get a cheat sheet and I disappear. You disappear for 45 minutes. Girl, stop laughing. You know, you're looking at shoes all day long, clothes all day long, some kind of new gadget in the kitchen you don't need, but you got to get it because you're obsessed with the pink one. Just get it. I'm, God bless you. Listen, you know what I'm saying? We get distracted so easy. We're running our race. We get distracted. We get distracted. Next thing you know what happens we forgot what we were doing we forgot what we were pressing we forgot look what he says here look what he says and if we got it give me any translation i'll read yours right okay good isn't it obvious that all the runners on a racetrack keep running to win but only one receives the victor's prize ain't that good ain't that good so everybody's running to win but are you are you are you staying on this course come on right now i know we use the scripture but are you running to win or are you just running how many you know training to win and training to finish are two different things? I ever tell you I did, I did a 5K. Remember that? I did a 5K. I did it, right? I, didn't know, I don't know nothing about running, right? So I got all excited about it. So I was like, all right, we're going to run this 5K. I was going to run with one of the guys in the church. I don't know nothing about running. You know, and I'm like, what do I do? So I started building up for it. I was like, I can run it. You know, 5K is easy. These guys run like miles around here. But for me, it was big, right? I'm like, man. So I get in this thing, and I'm training for the thing, and I think I can do it. And I went running, and I was like, I don't know how, what pace to keep. I just wanted to finish. Yeah. Like, re, not look, look respectful. You know what I mean? Like, oh, my God, I'm the last guy finishing. Right? So I was like, you keep the pace. You show me what to do. You just do it, and I'll just run alongside of you, and I'll just keep up with you because you know how to do it right. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. So I did. I run, and I finished the thing. I did really good. I was proud of myself. I finished. But I was like, when I first started out, I didn't want to win anything. I just wanted to finish. Yes. How many of you know finishing something and winning something are two different things? Yes. You know what I mean? You can run in the Boston Marathon. Yeah. Winning it is a whole new deal. Because oh, yeah. I could walk yeah. and maybe get done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? You see the mentality saying, I'm not just participating. I want to win. Yeah. See what I mean? That's a whole new mindset. Finishing was like, I don't want, Billy, I was like, I don't want to look like an idiot out there. Like, like fail. No, I want to finish. But how many you know winning that thing is a whole new, a new, whole new level of training? Yeah. Then finishing. You just want to finish in the earth, or you want to win? See what I'm saying? There's a difference. You want to get to heaven and sit in the back row? You know I'm, I'm playing with your head. Or you want to be in the front row? There's going to be dedication to be a finisher like that, that other people around you ain't going to pay the price. That's what he's saying. Watch this. He said this. He said what? But only one receives the price. Yet each one of you must run a race to be victorious. Ooh, I want to win. Look at this. Keep going. Man, a true athlete will be disciplined in every respect and practice constant self-control in order to win. See it? Now I'm controlling. See, vision creates discipline. Now, did you get what I just said? Vision creates discipline. Discipline does not work on its own. You got to have vision. A victory vision will make you be disciplined. You're going to govern your life now. Now watch what this says. This is so good. Keep, that, keep going there, right? What? It says, but we run a race to win a victor's what? Come on, somebody. Prize. Woo! Crown. That will last forever. Look at 26. Here we go. So watch this. For this reason, I don't just run for exercise or box like throwing aimless punches. What am I doing? I train like a champion athlete. I subdue. This is talking about, he's talking about your body. You see this? I train like a champion athlete. You ever see champions train? 
Man, I was watching this. I watched this thing the other day. Man, these guys were going at it so bad. I was like, I'm tired just watching this thing. Oh my God! Can you imagine having a train like that every day? If you want it bad enough, that's what it's gonna take. You, know, you see what I'm saying? If you want it bad enough, that's what's gonna. You gotta do. Di- you know what you gotta do? You gotta do what everybody else won't. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm playing with him because he's an athlete. You gotta stay in that gym and shoot free throws when nobody wants to shoot him. That's how you do it, man. Gotta be the first guy in, last guy out. Yep. Work. Put the work in, man. You gotta put it in. I don't want to do it. Then you don't want it. But if you want it, you got to do it. Look what it says here. This is what I'm saying. Look, he's talking about your body. Paul says, I train like a champion. I subdue my body and get it under control. That's what the apostle Paul said. He said, I tell my body, I thought he was his body. He said, I put it. Well, who's it? The body. You seeing the way he's talking? I am a spirit. I have a soul. I live in a body. He's saying, I, the real me, put it in its place. How many of you got it putting you in your place? Your body, I want this. Oh, I'm going to meddle now. Oh, I want that. I want this. I want that. Tell your body, shut up. It don't get what it wants. It don't get to go where it wants. It don't get to do. That's your sensual feeling. It don't get to go where it wants to go. It don't get to do what it wants to do. It don't get to say what it wants to say. It don't get to do jack unless it gets permission from the real me inside of me because I am a spirit. I have a mind, will, and emotions, and I live in a B-O-D-Y, a soma, a body. That's the Greek word for it. So you realize what he's saying? Your spirit is the ruler of your house. And if your spirit ain't ruling your house, you're going to be carnal because your body is. What is, a, what, is, what is a carnal Christian? A body ruled one. My body tells me what to do and I just do it. Nah, I bump that. You tell your body what it can do. That's what Apostle Paul said. He said, I beat it. Man, ain't you glad you came to church today? Yeah. This place is different, ain't it? We should put a disclaimer on the door. You know what I mean? Like, dude, this is like champion. This is where champions train and eagles soar. It's God's honest truth. Who's going to tell you this? Without, you know why? You'll get, you, because um, immature Christians get offended at this kind of conversation. Because they look at their weaknesses and figure, well, that bar's too high. But they don't know what grace is. Grace kicks in and gives you the victory. That's what grace really is. You know what I mean? Because I can't do this in my own strength. Are you kidding me? Tell my body what to do. My body wants to eat Krispy Kreme all day and eat Doritos and eat tubs of ice cream. Gigi made me laugh. She goes, Daddy, she goes, Daddy, you're getting it together. She goes, you know, I said, well, I, I cut out a little bit of junk. She goes, yeah, Daddy, when you started eating those Ben and Jerry's, you didn't just take a bite. You ate the whole thing. I said, yeah, you're kind of right. I did kind of do that. You know, and not just take a bite of it. I ate the whole container. Don't you do that? Yeah, I ate the whole bag. Why start it if you're not going to finish it? Glory to God. I'm a, I'm a finisher. How about you? How many of you are finishers in here? Amen. Open a bag of Oreos. Let's just finish them. Come on. What's wrong with you people? Nobody could eat just one. That's right. Why would we just eat one when we could be a finisher? My God, I'm strong to the finish. Come on, aren't you? That was funny. Look what he said here. What? He said, I said, I what? As a true athlete... Will be disciplined. Man, it's a good scripture, ain't it? A true athlete will be disciplined in every respect, practicing constant self-control in order to win this wreath, but will run the race of what? To be a victor. Look at 26. 
Watch. This is so good. We're there, right? For this reason, I don't just want exercise like one throwing aimless punches. But what do you do? I run. I train like a champion athlete. I subdue my body. I get it under control so that after preaching this good news to others, I myself won't be disqualified. That's the Apostle Paul, man. He's saying what? Your body's tricky. You better get it in control. Amen? Write that down. Don't get easily distracted. Number two. How many want number two? Oh, you want to see a better scripture? Well, maybe not a better one, but a really good one. Look at, look at the Colossians 1.23. Let, let me give you this one. This is good. And then we'll go on. I got two more. I got Colossians, Colossians 1.23. Now, this is your mind. You're important. You don't walk away from a gift like this, he says. That's what's in you. He's not talking about anybody, but he's talking about you. He said, don't walk away from this gift. It's in you. You know that? Man, that's a good one, ain't it? Yes. Should have put it up there and you'll see it. Watch this. This is a good one. Second, second, Colossians 1.23, look at this. Yeah, yeah, it's so good, right? Look at this. You don't walk away from a gift like that. He's talking about you. Your purpose, what you've been called to do. Maybe you're a musician, that's a gift. Maybe you're an athlete, that's a gift. Whatever you got, you don't walk away from this. You don't walk away from this. Maybe you're going to be a financer for the kingdom of heaven. Maybe you're going to be working in a church. Maybe you're, I don't know what God called you to do, but I know this. Whatever he called you to do, it's big. Because big is obedience. Big isn't like, oh, how many people showed up? Big is, did you obey? Did you finish the race? Don't walk away from a gift like that. You stay grounded and you stay steady in the bond of trust. Constantly tuned into the message, carefully not to be distracted or diverted. Are you hanging on? Are you easily distracted? Are you easily diverted? Come on, man. Build those safeguards today. I'm not going to get off course. I'm not going to get off track. I'm going to show up. Come on. Everybody asks me, how do you make it? Show up. I'm, this ain't about church attendance. How do you make it? Show up every Sunday. That's how you do. That's the first step. Because once you start getting that rhythm going, man, God starts downloading. And then he starts putting the pieces together. And then step by step. But do we get distracted? Easily. Yes. Do we get diverted? Yes. Look at this. Look at 2 Peter Look at 2 Peter 3.1. This is so good. He said, I wrote letters to remind you about this. Put this stuff in your remembrance. Don't forget what you've been called to do. Don't forget the reason why you're serving God. Don't forget why you're running your race. Don't forget your God-given convictions. Don't forget this stuff, man. It's easy to get out there and get all sidetracked because life's coming at you. Look at this. This is what? My dear friends, this is now the second time I've written to you both letters to remind you. Hold your minds in a state of undistracted attention. Woo! I know it's quiet in here. It's okay. Why? These are the checkups from the neck up. This is where you start thinking. Have I been getting distracted? Have I been getting off track? Have I been putting it under? Have I been doing this? You got to ask. Yeah, you get. Un- Look, he's, he's telling you. He said, I wrote you twice. Don't get, un- don't get in a state of what? Uh, get to this place of undistracted attention. Keep your mind with the holy prophets have told you from the word of God. He's saying what? He's saying stay connected. Because as a man thinketh in his heart, three places you're going to win. Okay? In the arena of your mind. What am I thinking and where did it come from? If you could figure out thought identification, you could change your whole life. What am I thinking and where to come from? If I'm going to step into this future, because what do you say you're going to do? You're here, can't do nothing about the past, you got to go into your future. How do I get to my future? Well, I can't. Hey, let me ask you a question. You think you're going to go pressing into this next season of life thinking the way you thought last season? There's no way. So here's the question. What do I got to change in my thinking to step into the future, me? How do I do it? 
How do I future? How do I focus in the future? Number one, you got to change your thinking. Change the way you think about yourself. Change the way you see yourself. Thought identification is, is, is beyond where to come from. Where are your thoughts coming from? Why do you believe what you believe about you now? Are you allowed to believe what you believe about you now? Have you qualified this stuff? Where did it come from? What are you supposed to do with it? Thought identification. Say it out loud. Thought identification. You ain't never had an original thought a day in your life. You better figure out where it's coming from. Because whatever you start meditating, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. What's that mean? You're stuck, man. You're stuck. You're limited by the, you're limited by the elevation of your mind. Did you get that? Did you get that? So what is the future you think? That's big, man. That's a big statement. You better grab these. Well, if I can't think like I thought last season, what do I, I elevating my thinking means I got to have more Christ-like mindset than I've had last season before. What do I got to change? You have the mind of Christ. Sometimes I walk in the mind of Chris. It's not as good as the mind is Christ. Hello? I'm stuck by my limitation. Hello? So change your thinking. My next season is going to be my best season because I'm going to change my thinking at another level. Are you here? What's number two? I got to change my mouth. You got to change your words, man. I was reading, the other day I had Proverbs playing, it was playing me, you know, Proverbs 14, Proverbs 12. I was in there, man. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. They that love it to eat the fruit thereof. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. You ever eat, hear this? You're going to eat the fruit of your lips. You're going to eat those words. That's all biblical stuff. You understand that? Death and life is in the power of the tongue. They that love will eat the fruit thereof. What's your mouth sound like? How many of you, your mouth is stuck in the past? All you talk about is the past. Look, man, this is, this is, this is a good place to be today. I have no problem with the past, but you better bury some of it. You ever get around some people and you start talking? All they talk about was yesterday. All they talk about was the pain in the past, right? The regret and all that stuff. It's almost getting to the point. I got this one dude, and I'm not going to be mean because I know he's going through a season, and I don't know. This guy, that's all he talks about. What was? You ain't never going to get to your future talking about what was. You'd be doing U-turns the rest of your life going back. Stop it. Force yourself to talk about the future you. Stop talking about the old you. That's good stuff. Come on, right? My mouth. Where's your mouth? Where's your mouth taking you? Because you realize the words in your mouth direct your steps. Did you know that? You know you're bound by your words? You know this stuff? Look, show them James 3 and 1. I feel like I need to show you this because some of you think, well, I can just say what I want to say. You cannot say what you want to say and go where you think you're going to go. You're only going to go where your mouth play takes you. Did you understand this? King James would be perfect, Ma, if you can put it in there. You're doing great. I'll be throwing scriptures at you all day. Are you with me? Y'all know the bit and the bridle in the horse's mouth? How many times I tell you this? Yeah, well, how many times you keep saying the same stuff you say? You know what I'm saying? How many times I tell you the scripture? A hundred times. How many keep talking the way you want? Well, I'm sick. I'm broke. I'm this. I'm messed up. Will you cut it out? Yeah, you, yeah. you want to hear something good? This is so good. Look at me. You want to know the thought God gave me this week? So good. So, so good. I wrote it down. Most people want people to be in relationship with them that feed their emotional 
currency. You love people that feed you emotional currency for you to live in the moments you want to live in. You never really want to leave those emotional responders that are around you and go to a place where you could find the truth because the truth means you got to change you. You like people that keep you emotionally connected to your emotions and seek them out and find them because they tell you what you want to hear. Sooner or later, when you want to grow, you got to go to someone that's going to tell you something you never want to hear. But you'd rather hang around emotional responders because they meet your emotional currency to tell you, you just be like you are, baby girl. It'll be all right. It's not going to be all right. You will still be the same mess you are now 30 years from your life. That's not that kind to say, but I love you. So instead of looking for people that are going to emotionally respond to you and give you the currency you need to make it in the moment, why don't you elevate your game and find someone that's going to tell you something you don't want to hear? They're your true deliverer. See, because you got to understand something. Most leaders that come in your life will try to please you. Aaron was a man pleaser. That's why he couldn't take no one anywhere. Moses compromised because the people drove him crazy. And Joshua was a true leader that could take you to your promised land. You better figure out who to get around. Because most people are just responding to you emotionally, but you like that currency. So you got to ask yourself, is this making me spiritual growers or not? Because most people that speak in your life ain't really helping you go nowhere. They're just really padding the pity party that you're in because they emotionally don't have the place to take you there. The word of God's going to take you there. Now, I understand you have emotional things, and I'm not insensitive, but you can't stay here forever because if I'm going to get to the place where God wants me to be, I can't stay connected for this long. And you want to know what happens? The words of my, oh, you can just talk the way you want to talk. You're not allowed to talk the way you're, I'm going to tell you a lot of things, right? A lot of things you verbalize shouldn't come out of your mouth. You need to bring those things to God and not bring them to people. It's true, man, because it's, it's not elevating your game. Come on, we're going to elevate our game. Look what it says right here. You've seen this before, right? Look, don't what? That's why, that's why I'm in trouble, because I teach you, so I got to behave, right? Right? Knowing I'm going to receive I'm going to receive greater condemnation because of all you people. Thanks. Right? Two, I love you. I'm just kidding. Okay, now watch. Just read two and don't go nowhere. He talks about the bit and the bridle of the horse's mouth and all that stuff. You know that. But read this. For in many things we offend... If any man offend not in word. So wait a minute, stop, stop. Pastor Chris, your words are offensive. No, that's not what he's saying. He's saying, if you don't say anything wrong, you can bridle your whole body right. Just go slow. For in many things we offend. If any man offend not in word, which means my words are not just offensive, meaning this perfect, he's able to bridle the whole body. Do you see it? So if my words are only connected to life, my future is only going to be bright. You see it? He's not talking about, I offend, like I get keyed, right? I offend him with my mouth. That's not what he's saying. He's saying, if you bridle your words and only say what God says, you will keep your steps right and you will not offend anyone around you and you won't derail your destiny. So you're bound by your words. You see it? You're only as good as your words because it's a track your life lives on. He said, if you can want, look it up there. He said, he's able to be a perfect man to bridle the whole body. What's bridle mean? Steer. That's what we do with a horse, right? Then he goes to talk about the bit and the bridle in the horse's mouth. You see it? So how important are your words? 
They ain't just offending people. They're, they're, they're turning your destiny. Well, I got to be real. No, you got to be faith-filled. Yeah. Well, I got to talk. No, you got to be faith You see this? You got to change it. Think, say, and do, guys. Come on, that's where faith gets released. Think, say, and do. What are you thinking about your future? What are you saying about your future? And the last one is this. What am I doing about my future? How am I applying my life to my future? See, your worth. See, this is, good. this is good, coach. You teach these guys, you teach these young guys this, guys playing sports and stuff. You're only as good as, I ain't that good. Yeah, that's right. Now you ain't going to be that good because your mouth's putting you not good. I don't mean you got to be arrogant. I didn't say that. But you got to speak words because this is what you're doing. You prophesy. Don't, stop talking bad about your marriage. Stop talking bad about your finances. Stop talking bad about your kids. Start speaking. Start speaking in your future. Well, that's lying. No, then God's a liar because He calls those things that be not as though they were, and God is not a man that He should lie. So God ain't lying. It's called faith. Yes. You ain't lying. You what? You speak in faith. Amen. Come on, man. You hear? That's why you gotta speak big. Somebody came to me. Who was that the other day? I don't remember who it was. Somebody came to me, and they were like, they were telling me, um, I get around you, I have no limitation. True. I said, yeah, because my job is not to limit you. My, jo- my job is to let you exceed beyond where you can see yourself. Yes. So you tell me you're going to do it, let's do it bigger. Mm-hmm. You want to get around, how am I going to give you faith to do more? You come by me, and I'm shocked by what you're saying. Right. Oh, yeah. No, come on, man. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Greater capacity, you can do it. Why not you? Mm-hmm. You got to believe in you, man. A little bit. God's in you, but you got to believe in you a little bit. Mm-hmm. Come on, all right? You guys got that? Did you pull it in? Because that's a good scripture, ain't it? Yeah. That was a little bunny trail. That was free. All right, here. You, life is a major distraction. If you haven't realized that yet, you will. Life is distracting. How many of you know life's distracting? Isn't life distracting, man? Something every day, every minute, something new. Why well, now what? Ain't you living in now what? Now what? Now what? Now what? Now life is trying to distract you, get your attention, grab you or your time, grab your stuff, and mess up your attitude. Don't go there, okay? Here's the next one and my last one, right? You gotta remember this one. It's a divine invitation. That's what he said. You better realize how important this is. Go into passion. If you can go to Luke 14, 16, I'm gonna read this just real quick. We're going to read 14, 16 through, and then we're going to be done, and you guys got this day. It's a divine invitation given by God. Do yourself a favor. Fill out your RSVP. And stop making excuses. Where, where, it was, God gave you a divine invitation. Where's your RSVP? Where's your return? Are you going to do it? Stop making excuses. This is one of the greatest stories in the Bible to understand People got invited to something, but they got derailed. Jesus replied with a parable. He said there was a man who was invited to join him in a great feast. Look what it says. So good, right? There was a man, when the day of the feast arrived, the host instructed his servants to notify everybody that was invited and tell them, come, for everything is ready for you. Look at verse 18. But one by one, they all made excuses. You making excuses? Why you can't be what God called you to be? Why you can't do what God called you to do? Why you can't be in the ministry? Why you can't do? Look, even this, why can't you volunteer? Why can't you show up at something? Why can't you start a connect group? Why, I'm just meddling. Why can't you do this? Why can't you do that? Why can't you, why can't you play the instrument? Why can't you? Why can't you? Why can't you? This is not my pull to get you to do something, but I ain't got your gift. I wish I could sing. Stop. Just stop. 
He told me, like, no, then he tells me, you know who I said? Bro, then you know who you told me I sang like? Biz Marquee. Can you believe this cat? I'm at practice Tuesday night. He's like, oh, you're just close to singing really good. Have you heard me on the webcast? Look, this was my, this is my, this, you go back, all you people that watch the webcast, I apologize. But I don't really care, so come to church or suffer with me on the webcast. I literally Monday morning came in here and played the webcast and was like, oh my God, these poor people that have to sit through this, me singing. I literally said, we should put some out there, like, there, like hey, come to church or you're going to have to suffer through Pastor Chris singing on the webcast because it's bad. He thinks I can sing. Then I said, you think I can sing? He said, I sing like Biz Marquee. You know who Biz Marquee is? You got what I need. But you say, I'm just your friend. But you say, you're a baby, you. This is who he said I sound Not Luther. No. No. Not Smokey. No. 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 Not Elvis. No. No. Biz Marquee, bro. He ain't even a singer, dude. That joker's a joke. Been singing that song. I love you, though. You're my guy. Gator Nation, we're going to be all right this year. Come on, it's going to be good. All you Florida State people, be And Tony, please, stop with the stuff. You played like New Smyrna Beach High School, and you won, and they all think they got a national championship. I don't even tell. I don't even want to know what he posted. He probably posted something all over the place. I know. He's going to try to do this. Whoa, no, 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 no. Look, look at these scriptures. We got to go. Somebody got to go home. God knows how it's me. When the day of the feast arrived, he instructed his servants, said, hey, invite everybody. Everybody come. Everybody come. Everybody And they all made excuses one by one. You know what they said? I can't come. I just brought some property. Right? Got to mow the lawn, too much to do. I can't come because I'm obligated to go look it over. Oh, okay, can you? Another said, hey, hey, I can't do it because I just got five team oxen. I got a better job, and I need to make sure. I, oh, don't get mad. I can plow. Look, we ain't, ain't none of you riding an oxen out here, girl. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Excuses, right? I got, I'm so busy with work. Sunday's the only day I got. I don't, this ain't none of my business. This is not me meddling. I'm just telling you what it was. Excuses are why I can't pray five minutes a day. Excuses, 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 excuses. Why can't you fulfill the call of God? Excuses. Some say, oh, another said, I can't come. I just got married. Uh-oh, watch out. What do you mean you got married? Don't be making excuses. Come on. The servant reported back, and he said what? I don't like, he told them of all their excuses, and the master got angry. I said, hey, you go out and you invite everybody. Find them, the poor, the blind, the disabled, the hurting, the lonely, the everybody. Tell them come to the banquet. He said, sir, I done what you said, but there's still room. He said, all right, go out again. Bring back all them. Bring them all back with you. Persuade them. The beggars on the streets, the outcasts, the homeless, Urgently insist that they come and enjoy the feast so my house may be full. And I say to you all, I say to you all, the one who receives an invitation to the feast with me and makes excuses will never enjoy my banquet table. He wasn't just talking about going out there and finding just a bunch of, he's trying to preach a parable to let you understand. He already invited you. He invited you to your purpose. He invited you to your calling. He invited you to your thing. He invited you. Are you going to respond or what? He gave you something he didn't give anybody else in the world. I'm done, man. I'm telling you. That's it. He gave you something 
He didn't give anybody else in the world. He gave you something nobody else in the world can do. He gave you something great. Are you going to respond to it or what? Well, I got this little town. I'm just going to lay it on. No, we need you, man. The kingdom needs you. Are you going to run your race? You're going to figure it Well, I want to go. I'm retired now. No, 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 no. It's funny how it happened right around this area. I don't say nothing. But uh, let me go. I'm retired now, and you know, that's it. No, who told you that? And I'm not picking on you. I get it. You worked hard. I get it, and you do. But what about the call? What about the purpose? What about the desire? What about the destiny? What about the plan? Uh, I, I was supposed to go do that, but I never did it. Why? Who said now? Who said now not? Moses is 80 years old. He's taking a mountain, fulfilling his destiny. It's never too late. I can sing. I can this. I can that. It's not just about church. It's about purpose. It's about plan. It's about mentorship. Who you mentoring? Who you taking with you? Who you? Come on. What's in your heart? What's in your season of life that you could do to change somebody else's? I'm just asking. Come on. Stand up on your feet. It's the truth, man. But I'm going to say this. I really believe some people just got, you might have got distracted for a season. From God. You know, I said something in the morning service. I'm going to say it again. There was a season, God, God was with me, and uh, I said to God, I said, I don't love you in that area. And, and, uh, and it might sound weird, but it's true. It was like, it was an area of my heart that I felt like I didn't adjust myself yet. And the Bible says, if you, if you, if you obey me, you love me. And I said, I'm not obeying you there, so I don't, obviously don't love you there, because I'm not willing to face off with that yet. What you are not willing to face off with internally can hinder you externally for a season of your life with God. So I went to him. I said, look, I ain't facing off with that internal thing. So I'm going to tell you right now, I don't love you in that area. And I know you don't really dig it, but you're okay with it because I ain't lying to God. Don't make no sense. I think God liked it and honored it and fixed it. And I felt like God was like, hey, I'll hold it back for as long as I can, but you better get it right. Took me months, man took me months and one day I knew I said okay I faced off with that internally I'm good and now I've got that area see God will work with you God is not the God that's like oh he'll hold back to let you grow but don't sit there and have areas in your heart that you don't get it and be lying to yourself like oh yeah God I'll do it no I ain't gonna do it I'm not willing and I sure ain't obedient it's not big stuff it's little stuff hard stuff why do I say that I say that to say this when Peter came on the seashore and found them, he said, man, he said, you know what I did? You're the one who told me that rooster was going to go. You're the one who told me. Jesus didn't have no concern about the past. He said, hey, what about your future? You notice that? That's how Jesus talked. He didn't say, you were a ding-dong, you dipstick. I told you not to do that. My God in heaven, I told you the rooster. What did you hear? What did you think? He said, no. He said, hey, he didn't even bring it up. He didn't even bring it up. He didn't bring it up. He said, Hey, I'm here. He said, do you love me? Then go do future. Go feed the lambs. Do you love me? Go feed the sheep. Do you love me? Can we go back? Do you love me? Go forward. I forgot your past. You should too. And put them right back on. Destiny. Don't sit derailed because I got news for you. God don't even know what you're talking about. He's got you in the game. Ain't nobody on the bench here. Everybody's playing in the game, man. Come on, you know what I'm saying? Let's go. Take your spot. Play your role. Do your thing. Do what God put on you. You got it on you. It ain't on me. I want to sing. I can't. 
I want to play. I can't. She thinks she can teach me that thing. I can't learn that. She plays it. You're anointed and appointed for what God gave you to do. I don't want to do what you've been called to do because it ain't my deal. You do your thing. But I got news for you. Until you take your place, your thing, God's thing, the church thing, whatever it is, anything, man, you're going to be sitting back waiting to get in. But God already says, hey, you're ready in the game. Let's go. You might have got distracted. Life distracted. us. It's distracting. It happens. You might have got derailed. It's okay. Just get, get, let's get going and pick up destiny again. It's your time. Apostle Paul said this. He said, I forget those things which are behind, but I press for the prize in the future. And you know what that thing is? In the Greek, I looked it up because Rick Renner, you know, he's like a Greek theologian. He's real good. He said this. It's like this. He said, it's like this. This is what you mean when you say press. He said, press is like the stretch. Come on, lean in that. Let's do that. Come on, lean into your future. Come on, lean, 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 lean. Come on. I like this. Illustrated sermon. You better get a little bit more stretchy than that. Side. Come on. Come on. Lean in there. Go get that thing. Come on. Lean. You know when you feel like you just like, ah, lean in there and get it. Come on, man. Come on. How many? One more time. Come on. Give me that lean. Lean in there. Get that thing. Come on. Pull it. Pull it. Pull it. Pull it. Pull it. Come on. One more time. One more time. One more time. Lean out there. Get it. Ah, he said stretch it with everything you got. That's what I'm talking about. Stretch to get the prize. It's waiting for you. You can do it. Come on. Lift your hands to heaven. Father, I thank you. Yeah, do that at the house. Next time you get a little discouraged. Next time you get a little discouraged. Hey, you better remember. Look at me. Look at me. Next time you get discouraged, I want you to do this. Next week, you'll be like, I'm going to lean and get it. Come on. Come on, somebody. Lean and get it. Come on. Get your destiny. Pick it up. It's waiting for you. Father, I thank you for these guys. I thank you, Lord. Father, maybe they derailed. Maybe they got distracted. I've gotten distracted. I've gotten derailed. I've gotten set back. But as of this moment in time, we're going to face off with it, and we're going to start running our race again. Woo! Well, I got a word. Um, I'm going to say it. What other people did not recognize, God already gave you. And what other people overlooked in your gifting, God has already put in motion the destiny he's planned for you. Just because other people could not recognize the value of who you are, that never determine the price. Never determine the price. Never determining the price. What other people can't see, what other people can't see, God already sees. Other people can't see. God already sees. Don't get, don't get, don't get hindered by it. Don't get hindered by it. I think we're good. Don't get hindered by it. Run your race. Lift your hands to heaven. Tell God. You guys did great. Tell God. Tell him whatever you got to tell him right now. You make your peace with God. Tell me you need to. You someone, someone, something derailed you. Something set you back. Something made you, something made you hold back. No more. Come on, tell them right now. This is your words to God. This ain't my words. These are your words. I'm ready, God. I'm back on. I'm back on. I don't know what you got to tell them. Just tell them I'm ready to go. I'm ready to run. I'm ready to do. I'm ready to be. I'm ready to go. What other people didn't see. What other people didn't recognize. What other people said. I'm not letting it hang on to me no more. I'm gonna run. I'm gonna run. I'm gonna run. I'm gonna run. Because you ain't serving man. You serving God now. Come on, Jesus. 
Father, I thank you for each and every person at the sound of my voice. I thank you that they hear you loud and clear, and they're making the adjustments to change and transform their life. And life is never going to be the same again because they're picking up destiny and they're running a race to race after this prize and fulfill the destiny and call of God upon their life. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. You did great. Come on, clap. Pastor Liz is going to talk to you about Jesus. Come on. Somebody got to get saved in here today, and then you got to watch announcements. It's going to be great. I'm going to meet you in the foyer. Let's just take a quick minute this morning, and just everyone bow your heads and close your eyes. Because for some of you, your race hasn't even begun yet, because you haven't made Jesus your Lord and your Savior. You know, you go through a lot of things in life. And does getting saved make those things change? I don't know if it does, but I do know that someone comes along beside you to walk every step of the way with you, to empower you, to help you be bigger than the things you face. And this morning, maybe you're in here and you say, I've never asked Jesus into my heart. I've never committed my life to him. Or maybe you have and you say, I've kind of walked away from that. The storms of life came and you kind of lost your faith a little bit. But he said, there's nothing that you can do to separate you from his love. And if you take a minute right now and say, God, I want to come back. His arms are open waiting for you. So this morning, whether you've, if you've never asked him into your life or you want to rededicate your life to him, would you just lift your hand up in this place? Just lift your hand up and say, that's me this morning. I want to make a commitment to make Jesus the Lord of my life this morning. That's the best decision you'll ever make in your whole life. There's no greater decision you'll ever make in your whole life. Can you just put your hands in? If you're watching online, there's no distance. You can do this right where you're at. Can we all in this place just repeat after me? Say, dear Jesus, thank you for choosing me. Thank you for drawing me to you. Right now, I ask you to come into my heart, come into my life, forgive me of my sins. I believe in my heart. And I confess with my mouth that you are my Lord and my Savior from this day forward. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Come on and rejoice this morning. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.